Top Shelf Fantasy. All right, fam, how's it going? Podcast 272, November 1st, 2023. Just got done with week eight. We're right around the corner of the playoffs, closer to the trade deadlines in your league. So in the next few weeks, we'll get um, our yearly trade deadline articles, buy low, sell high kind of guys. But um, in this podcast, we will talk about the week eight recaps, injuries, news, players to hold, players to fold. Buy low and sell high. Follow us at topshelffantasy.com on Instagram, Facebook, and of course, the X. X. DMX always told us, rest in peace. Dows, how's it going? Uh, pretty good, actually. Had a good fantasy week last week for uh, maybe the first time all year. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, like, yeah. Yeah, why is he smiling at this? Yeah, not a ton <laughs> of injuries. Te- a lot of teams won. Even some teams won that I didn't want to win. Despite my best efforts, just can't tank appropriately. It's not in my son of my blood, but uh, yeah, I think pretty positive week for me. Not a very positive week for some of the NFL teams around the uh, around the, the league, but whatever. We're not yeah. talking about real NFL. We're talking about my personal fantasy life, which is way more important. Way more important. And um, we just got past the trade deadline. Not fun at all for fantasy. There's some big big defensive guys got moved. Uh, Dallas, I think you're working on. Uh, an article uh is that just the trade deadline or yeah just the trade deadline it'll be team by team grades report cards whatever you want to call it uh and then you know quick commentary on what on what they actually did uh that helped me arrive at the grade i'll have that by tomorrow i'm going to finish it up tonight so it'll be a little bit slower than like you know yahoo and nfl.com that have like 40 writers that do this stuff but i'll get it out there pretty quickly so bear with me everyone you'll see it soon i'm also going to have the uh the German food article coming out this week. Oh, uh, that's to, right. To, that's to brace for the Germany games. Is it? Do we have that two weeks in a row? Yeah, it's the fifth and the twelfth, and nine thirty, I believe, is the start time again for those games. We can't just space it out, huh? Well, I guess I, I, it, I guess they're already there. I I get yeah. that point. It's already set up. You might yep. as well. But uh, we'll get into that. It's just nine thirty is such an early start to the NFL day, and then us East Coasters, we go through. 9.30 to like 11 p.m. before we're really done. It's a long day of football. You know, it's, it's tough to get a, fr- a full pass uh, that whole day. So shout out our wives and girlfriends for putting up with us. Yeah, plus we have a get-together on the 12th at our yeah. buddy's house. Our annual get-together starts at 9.30 now instead of like 1. So that's a, little, a, long a little excited, to be honest with you, because uh, I'm going to make a bunch of that German food, and I have a bunch of good breakfast recipes. I'm going to bring it along Ooh, with us nice. or with me, so we'll have some good stuff um, to, to snack on. All right, well, let's get in some bad news. Yeah, Let's start with the injuries. Um, this one's kind of sad. Kirk Cousins done for the year with an Achilles tear. Um, bad start to the season. Last couple weeks, couple wins, looking good, getting Jefferson back. Not what you want to see. I mean, this is one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL and for fantasy for your, you know, fantasy players. So right now we have Jaron Hall to start uh, week nine, but they did trade, I believe, a six round pick for Josh Dobbs from the Cardinals. I think they sent a seventh back or something like that. Yeah. Um, So I don't know what the plan is going forward. I know week nine is Jaron Hall to start, but Dobbs could take that 
job once he gets his uh, feet wet starting week 10. Yeah, I've got to imagine it's going to be Dobbs. Otherwise, why make the trade? But uh, it's definitely something that throws a wrench into the entire Vikings offense and, and the players that you definitely have in your fantasy teams. Um, Justin Jefferson, we think, is coming back sooner rather than later. And you just don't know what to expect with him tied to a quarterback who's not Kirk Cousins. Um, you know, Addison has looked very, very good the last couple of weeks, and now he loses his quarterback. Um, you know, TJ Hawkinson. Uh, KJ Osborne to some extent, you know, these guys are all people that have probably cracked your fantasy lineups at uh, one time or another. Um, and now we don't know what to expect. Are, are they going to be good? Are they going to be useless? Is it going to be a guessing game every week? Probably um, even Madison and Cam Akers probably see some sort of impact from this move. So it just goes to show how important the fantasy quarterback position is uh, to the entire offense. Yep. Agreed. Uh, Darren Waller reinterests hamstring. This was early in the game, and I was questionable <laughs> heading into the game. So active, you started him. Then he had, I think, one catch for two yards. Got hurt. Uh, he's luckily out a few weeks. I think it says, I don't know if, if IR is an option or question right now, but he's at least out for, I would say, at least two weeks. Yeah, I think he's sick of playing on a losing team like the Giants. Um, that whole team's taken such a huge step back. I think he expected to show up and win and improve on their season last year, and that just hasn't been the case. And we see Waller typically pick up an injury around this time every year when his mm-hmm. team's like eliminated from playoff contention. So uh, I don't want to call it a lack of compete, but it could be. Sure can. Uh, Justin Fields remains week to week. One more Bagant start in week nine. I feel like, like again, that name is going to get me in trouble at some point. Um, <laughs> this or just, let's just start calling him Baggy. <laughs> baggy, Baggy. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't think Fields is a great quarterback for, but for fantasy, he is, and he makes TJ more good as well. Um, the offense just runs a little better with him in there. Um, baggy gets a start again. I mean, he hasn't really shown too much other than being a halfway decent you know serviceable guy that like just don't turn the ball over kind of guy but um it's kind of too bad for the bears yeah um just sucks to see like you know an injury taking this long but i mean it seems to be a fairly significant injury to his throwing hand so it kind of takes as long as it takes and if fields gets back out there earlier than he should he's either going to re-injure it and be out longer or just be completely ineffective so um you gotta just kind of stomach it if you're a fields owner you're probably pissed. Um, I know Mango is a Fields and Kyler Murray owner in our Red Dog League, so he's he's really uh, I don't know, he's frustrated. He and he's not winning a lot of games. Yeah, that, that's kind of tough. Um, the next one we can kind of just talk about quick. I know we're going to talk about him a bit towards the end of the podcast, but Kendrick Bourne is done for the season with an a- ACL injury. Um, yeah, that sucks. Yeah, so we'll, we'll talk about that more. But a bright spot for the Pats. Might be the only bright spot is now done for the year. Um, all right, and some good stuff. You can start taking that, Dows. Yeah, Justin Jefferson. We touched on when we talked about Kirk. He's expected back sooner rather than later. So as soon as his four-week mandatory IR stint ends, he thinks he might be ready to come back. He's supposed to get reevaluated this week, and we should have some clarity on that. Um, it, it's a good sign. Uh, right when it happened, people were saying the exact opposite, saying it might be uh, a longer than the the four-week requirement. So um, take this as you will, but if if Jefferson's able to come back next week, you're, I mean, you're sitting pretty as, as a, a J Jeff owner. Yeah, and even with 
no cousins there. Jefferson's, I'd still plug him in as even back in West for one or something. Like at least Dobbs can get the ball to guys. Like he did it with Hollywood. He's going to do it with Je- Jefferson fine. Yeah, he's at least competent enough to 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 get the ball in an area that a guy like Justin Jefferson will go get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt Stafford hurt his thumb. Um, he will avoid IR. Um, and then of course the Rams are going to come out tomorrow and place him on IR like they did with <laughs> Kyron. <laughs> but um, everything out of the camp now says he will avoid IR. I know he's day today. Didn't practice t- today. I doubt we see him this week. I believe they have week ten by. Um, so I expect him to miss this week. Then the bye week, you know, get two weeks of rest with a thumb. Get him back there. Get Kyron back. Thing of beauty. Yeah, that's uh the the best case scenario. I think they said sprained or strained UCL in his thumb. Yeah. Um, I didn't even know your thumbs had UCLs, so that's interesting to start well, with. First, but... I saw UCL. I didn't <laughs> see the thumb. Like, no, no, no. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's man. bad. But yeah, no, just in the thumb. That's that's cool. Hopefully he's back. I mean, if if not, that offense is in trouble because I don't even know who their backup is. John Wolford still? No, I think he just signed with the Bucks. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's Stetson Bennett, but I think it's they would have someone else. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't know, but uh, it, it would hurt a bet that me and Dallas have with Puka <laughs> and Cup and Stafford all in that bet together. So, yeah, ideally for me, he misses two games. And <laughs> yeah. He just keeps or, or your three. Yeah. yeah. Right. And then when he's back, Puka misses three games and it's beautiful. <laughs> exactly. no, it's for Treehouse Beers. It, it, it's a fun bet. So um, I hope That's it's not, not a void. Uh, Kenny Pickett is expected to start Thursday night despite the rib injury. I know it looked bad last week. Um, not yeah, that he looked was, like he couldn't get up off the field. Oh, yeah. He, he was hurt. I mean, he hasn't been that great or looked that great. But he's much better for Deontay and Pickens and that that offense over Mitch Trubisky. So it's it, it's good that he's going to play tomorrow night. Um, he'd probably be a flak jacket kind of candidate. Yep. Thank God you have a you know pure running back and Najee Harris to really you know <laughs> yeah. hand the ball off to. Uh, and Kyler Murray is inching closer. Uh, some practicing. I don't. Know, it's been in full the last week. Um, but with the trade of Josh Dobbs, um. Clayton Toon will probably get the start this week, I think they said, but Kyle's looking like a week 10 play. Um, that'd be huge for guys that stashed him all season. I mean, this is what you've been waiting for. So, yeah, let's one hope, in seven is like purely yeah. a, a fantasy football move, which mm-hmm. we'd all really appreciate because, I mean, the season is more or less over. I mean, seven losses yeah. is about the, where you're going to. The thing is, they've been in so many games too. Like, Put that to three, then it's a different story. Like, all right, we're not going to get yeah. the first pick. Let's, you know, be serviceable, we'll see what we got. At one win, it's like, I probably could get the first pick. Yeah. And then uh, I was going to also mention Deshaun practiced in full today, which is so, a good, uh, you know, good step in the right direction. Um, I think I, I sent a big long text in our group the other day about his injury. I guess it finally got disclosed that it was a subscapularis injury, which is painful. Um, I actually had that, and it's incredibly painful. So if he, was out trying to play through it and every throw was absolute agony. I kind of get it. And I get his hesitancy to play and especially, um, you know, potentially a potential for a, a full tear. I think they said it was a very, very small tear. If he gets a full tear, he's out for the season, like guaranteed. So, I mean, it's a rotator cuff injury essentially. So um, at least that shed some light on it. I think if they would have done that sooner, we all would have felt a little bit more comfortable with why he was sitting and mm-hmm. maybe not dogged him so hard. But <laughs> that being said, 
he still has to go out and play well. I mean, like if he doesn't at any point get on the field this season and play at the Deshaun Watson level, then we're going to keep riding him pretty damn hard because 200 and whatever, $30 million guaranteed, he has not played up to yet. That is correct. And some other news. Um, the only kind of off of the players traded, of course, you're talking about Josh Dobbs to the Vikes. Um, the Browns traded people's Jones to the lions. I think that was for a six round pick. So lions got a, you know, a field stretcher, um, to help golf out there. Few guys that stayed put Judy Sutton, everyone in Denver Devontae Adams. We thought might get traded after that bad week last week. And of course, D hop and Derek Henry, um, stay as well. The Broncos and lions. No, the Broncos and Titans winning last week didn't help this. I think like, yeah, we're right back in like, no guys, come on. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I mean, at least the AFC there. South is like somewhat tight. I mean, the Jags are obviously the cream of the crop there, mm-hmm. but a wild card, maybe pick is in play. The Broncos like be realistic. Even if you're, I don't know, putting around, like you're not catching the chiefs, probably not really even in the same tiers as the, as the chargers. So, yeah, it's like, I, they, I don't know. I, I get they beat the Chiefs, but it's like those years that the Pats won Super Bowl. The Browns always beat us. Like there's yeah. always those like those teams right. are so bad. Like, like you know, yeah. I every mean, team sitting there gets like, one. They're sitting there like the loser in your in your fantasy league, which is actually me in one of my leagues. And I'm like two and six or something like that. I'm like, all right. So if I win out and I get a lot of help from other people, I can yeah. still make playoffs. A lot of like, no, not on my team. <laughs> like, Right. And score 200 points a week. It's it, it's yeah, I'm right I can there. Do it. I'm right I there. I do this all the time. <laughs> um, Taylor Heineke is, a, is to start for the Falcons. Uh, Ritter is benched. I yeah, this just makes a, sense. A, <laughs> this is a good move. Yeah. I mean, Drake London, hopefully will get some value back. Uh, maybe they'll throw the ball more than like 16 times a game. Uh, Kyle Pitts. I don't know. He did start to develop some sort of rapport with, with uh, Desmond Ritter. So hopefully Heineke could slot right in and, and figure it out with him too. But I think no matter what you do, Heineke is just a gamer and Ritter has struggled to to win games. And it's kind of interesting to see the Falcons, who are technically the the leader of the pack in the NFC South at four and four, uh, make a QB change. But um that, yeah, know, that is strange. Good. But I mean if it's you want to stay four, there. It's not like the, yeah, and you're not eight now. Right. Um Jimmy G is benched. Uh, McDaniels and Ziggler are fired. Um, we saw the Raiders game last week. Devontae Adams was missed on at least two long touchdowns, probably three. Um, he was fed up. This is why we thought he'd be go to the uh, the office, say, get me the hell out of here. It's a waste of time. It's a waste for him, waste for us for fantasy and just and just NFL fans like a guy like that, that talented on a team like this. Uh, it's not good for the NFL. Instead, um, he walked into the office and said, I want McDaniels, the GM, everybody gone. And, and uh, Injury bench. <laughs> he must have met with Mark Davis. Yeah. So, um, I don't know in, who's going to be interim coach. Did they announce it yet? Is it Basaccia again? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. But um, Aiden O'Connell will be the quarterback going forward for the Raiders. And then the Bills finally sign Leonard Fournette. That's been teased for the last couple of weeks. Passes physical, shocked. Um, so I can't wait to see him with his gut on a football field. <laughs> yeah, he's an interesting pickup. Uh, 
I think it's more more or less Lat Murray who hasn't performed up to expectations, so they they're trying something new. Um, we'll see what he can do. I mean, he looked good. He adds a little wrinkle in the passing game that Lat definitely doesn't have if he's in good enough shape to actually do that. Um, and then I think it's really just the James Cook show uh, as it has been all season. Yep. And then if uh, teams on by, uh, Broncos, Lions, Jaguars, and then 49ers. A lot of uh, fantasy starters in that in that bunch there. Yes, it is. All right, top talents. I'll start with the quarterback, Sam Howell, 32 points, 397 passing yards, four touchdowns, interception, 11 rushing yards. Um, Great day for him. Josh Allen, 30.1, no surprise there. And my sit of the week, Dak Prescott, 29.1. <laughs> so um, I'll eat that. <laughs> yeah, Dak had a hell of a game coming off the bye. Uh, I mean, good for, good for them. Uh, moving on into the running backs, we have Gus Edwards coming in hot. Three touchdowns in this game to bring him to 28.4 fantasy points, 19 attempts for 80 yards, and then he added two catches for 14 yards as well. Uh, a little interesting that we heard the Derrick Henry rumors to the uh, to the to the Ravens all during the trade deadline, but Gus Edwards appears to be more than serviceable. So, uh, very interesting. Then Jameer Gibbs really had his uh, his breakout performance on what was it Monday Night Football or Sunday Night Football? He had twenty six attempts for one hundred and fifty two rush yards, scored a touchdown on the ground, and then uh, added five catches for thirty seven yards. Looked absolutely electric like breaking tackles with force breaking them with elusiveness i mean absolutely looked like jameer gibbs as advertised coming into the draft so love to see that and then you had mccaffrey who is just seriously here every single week 12 attempts 54 yards and a touchdown and then also six catches 64 receiving yards and a touchdown through the air as well um this guy is just gonna be here i think every week unless he and one of his like Worst stat games minus the t- touchdowns, but he still gets it done. Like like yeah. fifty four yards, and that's not that his best game. Yep, but it's it's absolutely nuts. Like I think the people that are parlaying the uh, uh, anytime touchdowns and have been all season, they say that they're up like I don't even know. It's got to be like two million dollars now. Yeah, well, yeah. It was start started like week ten last week. If you started that on week ten, yeah, and you just like double it each time. <laughs> yep. So yeah, I'm gonna start that with a guy I like maybe Pierce. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> Uh, the wide receivers um, linked to Dak, CeeDee Lamb, 35 points. Awesome to see. 12 receptions, 158 yards, two touchdowns, 12 rushing yards, two to add to it. Um, another sit of mine, DeAndre Hopkins, uh, game of the year, 32.8 points. Only four receptions, 128 receiving yards, three touchdowns. Um, a lot of those catches were, were deep catches, but, I mean, he was connected with Levis. They weren't overthrown, underthrown. They were perfectly placed. So um I'm sure he's happy to see QB change there. Um AJ Brown, 29 points, no surprise here. Eight receptions, uh, keeps the streak alive with uh what 125 yards at least in at least five or six games, I think. So he had 130 and two touchdowns. Me and Tom hit that 125 plus yard uh bet on DraftKings. That's huge. Yeah, that, that was uh, great to see. So, Tom, thank you, or else I would not have looked at that. <laughs> yeah, I, I did not have faith in it happening, but good good on you guys for, for riding the wave. Uh, and then we have the tight close. end to round it out. Uh, Taysom Hill, one catch, 14 yards, but then he had nine rushing attempts for 63 yards and two touchdowns. So just yes, your classic a tight, tight end, end line. <laughs> 
uh, Trey McBride, who we told you coming into that week, could have a big performance with Zach Ertz going down. He goes for 10 catches, 95 yards, and two touchdowns, 20.5 fantasy points. Uh, you're welcome for the tip. And George Kittle, 19.4 points, nine catches, 149 receiving yards. The rare back-to-back good games for George Kittle. You don't see that that often. You expected mm-hmm. to see him in the uh, bottom-feeding pieces of shit category this week. but Yes, he did. Uh, speaking of those guys, we'll start there with quarterback. Got one. Pat Mahomes, 7.6, 241 passing yards, two interceptions, three attempts, 20 rushing yards. Uh, for a guy that's giving you at least 20 points a week to not even break 10, um, that's brutal as, as a Mahomes owner. Yeah, you don't see Pat Mahomes down here on uh, on our list very often, but you're very upset when you do because he Especially absolutely... against the Broncos, man. Yeah, one of the worst defenses of the year. Yeah, because and... I, I had him and Pacheco on a team, and there was, you know, the 415 window or 425. I'm like, oh, these guys are going to fucking crush it, combine for like 40 points at least. I, I don't even think they combine for 20 or 15, but... Pat and Pat Mahomes has not given you a single digit fantasy performance since week 11 of 2021, uh, where he gave you 8.5 points against Dallas. Fun fact. Sad. All right. Take the piece of shit RBs. <laughs> piece of shit running backs. We have frequent flyer, Miles Sanders, zero points. He had two rush attempts, zero yards. He got outpaced and outperformed by Chuba Hubbard in kind of a sloppy game in, in Houston. I mean, not a lot going around, slow scoring, but uh, those are the games where you expect your running backs that you pay to make a difference, and he did not. Um, simultaneously, we have another running back who is in danger of losing his job, Alexander Madison, 3.8 points. He did have 16 rush attempts, but was only able to turn that into 31 rush yards, while adding one catch for two yards. That's just not a line uh, with any amount of efficiency. Not that Cam Akers is blowing the doors off. Cam Akers did have a touchdown this week, but the Vikings are not looking good at running the ball on the ground whatsoever. It's it's a big concern for that team. And now, you know, dropping your your quarterback with where your quarterback dropping with an injury is not going to help these running backs. So these are guys that you need to be evaluating on your team and, and how long they're going to remain there. Yep. Wide receivers, uh OBJ with zero points on four targets. Devontae Adams, one point six points. One catch for 11 yards. And same team, Jacoby Myers for 2.4 points. One catch for 19 yards. Horrific day for these Raiders receivers. We at least see one of them do well. Um, and they combine for a whopping four points. Yeah, it's very rare to see them both suck miserably. Um, and then the, the worst tight ends of the week, Darren Waller, as we mentioned, had his injury. He went out early. Uh, 0.9 points, one reception, four yards. And then Dalton Schultz, who had been uh, seeming to turn it up and, and, and kind of figure it out with uh, CJ Stroud there in Houston, ends up posting 1.5 points on two catches for five yards and absolutely huge letdown for me personally. So um, again, that game was sloppy. There wasn't a lot going on on either side, but you expected to see more, especially with the way CJ Stroud has led that offense all season. So hopefully he bounces back. All right. Hold him, fold him. All right. First one, Miles Sanders. He was just on the bottom feeding pieces of shit with zero points. Um, I would fold him. I'm at that point. Yeah. I mean, he was third running back in snaps and touches. Um, because he's behind 
is it Blackshear now? Is that the yeah, guys there? Yeah, he's behind Blackshear Blackshear. and and Hubbard, which yep. is it's a not big problem. They didn't do much either, but two attempts, fully healthy all week, coming off the bye. Like, yeah, I'll, I saw somebody I'll phrase it as "quote unquote" easing him back in. So not necessarily do it. Just don't care. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, go ahead, ease him back in. But two carries, that's not enough to stay on a team. Uh, there, there are better guys out there. And if there's not, I mean, I don't know what you do with them. Then you're stuck with them because you can't trade them. He has no value. You can't trade. You can't trade him, and you can't start him with any faith. So, I would take a, a flyer on somebody random before I would play him again. Yep, agreed. Fold. Uh, next one, I'm putting Jordan Love. Um, yeah, I, I think it was on here before. I think we folded him, but yeah, if you still held him, I would hold him now. Uh, I would continue to hold him, I guess. I just think he had a couple missed opportunities that were drop balls by his wide receivers that if if they are converted, number one, were touchdowns. So, you know, four points in his pocket right there and the additional yardage. I'm, I'm just not willing to put it all on him. And we have seen him look competent. Um, theoretically, if you're starting Jordan Love, you're probably doing it in a two QB league. If you're just rolling Jordan Love in a one quarterback league, I think you, you got some big old balls. But yeah, I'd probably hold him. Um, I, I think there's there's not a ton out there for quarterbacks um, that you, well, that you and can especially expect to see. with you know Kirk Cousins out, Stafford out for at right. least a week. Like there's right. injuries and there's buys. Yep. Um, you're probably forced to start him this week. Yeah, so that's true. Um, that's fine. Did Damian Pierce put in here? I know he's been in a lot of holdful um websites. I'm gonna hold him. Um, mainly just for the touches he's getting, and I mean, I think I texted Dallas twice last week. Hey, did you, did you see him get in the end zone again and get called back on the one? Yep. And not even that, he's on the one, or, or he he had a long run and he went down to the one, and he just cannot break that plane when they're on the one yard line. I don't care if it's him, Singletary, Stroud. They cannot score when they're on the inch line. They just, they and can't then they finally it. handed it to the fullback who had to do had to do the job on the other one. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I'm I'm in agreement. I would hold him. I'm not uh I don't know what to say. I'm not a huge fan of what Pierce has done this year. I don't think anybody is, especially yeah, it's, it's, versus it's, what it's we expected. Bad. But like you said, the volume's there. If the volume remains there, eventually the points will come. Holes will open up. Teams are probably going to start to respect Stroud. He's shown that he can throw the ball around. Um, they've got enough wide receivers there to be, you know, uh, playmakers and, and create some space for Pierce to operate in. So I've got to imagine at some point he turns it turns it around. I thought it was going to be coming out of the bye week. It wasn't. Um, but I, I'm going to keep holding him. It's tough to let go of a guy getting 15 touches a game. That's the same reason, uh, you know, I continue to hold Alexander Madison. Right. Yeah, they're they're probably right in that same boat now. All right, uh, Christian Watson. Oh, it's tough to let go of the wide receiver one in any offense, even a bad one. Um, he also had a couple of costly drops, or you know, I want to say yes, he did missed missed opportunities. I think he's love. at least two touchdowns. He should have um, the yeah. last couple of weeks. Yeah, I would. I'm going to keep holding him. Um, I, I mean, specifically redraft. If it's dynasty, you're obviously holding him. But I think we do this with a, a redraft uh, mindset. So I'm going to I'm going to keep holding him, anyways. Yeah, I mean, he's on the field around 85% of the time. Um, eight targets l- last week. I mean, if you're holding love, you're you're holding Watson. Like, 
there's yep. that there's that hope like uh you don't have to play him that's fine but that's why you you have a bench because if you drop him he's gonna get picked up or right have a good week and you're paying 25 bucks to get him back a like, crap like his yeah. biggest thing even last year it came towards the end of the season too like he, he came back later in the season once i figure it out we'll see yeah so he's a hold for me um this one's probably in the same realm as like Madison and Pierce, but Najee Harris. Yeah, he's quickly getting usurped by Jalen Warren. Um, we said it a bunch of times. Jalen Warren is definitely the more talented running back right now. He's more dynamic. He makes more things happen. Uh, Najee Harris is still, you know, probably a low tier flex play. I think he's, yeah, he's RB 33. I mean, that's just. It's not what you expected. It's kind of tough to see. I think you have to hold him, though. I don't think you can fold him again. If he were to somehow make his way out to waivers in your league, you would snatch him up. We'd all snatch him up as soon as you see that name out there. He's probably better than whoever else you have on your bench. But for me, he's just like even a trade low target, like sell low target. I like I don't care. I just want him off my team, and I'm trying to get back anything I can because he's probably not playing running back for you. So right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Go trade him for a wide receiver you can plug in at your flex to somebody who just needs to start a running back on a bye week. Yeah, I mean, he's had a more t- t- touches than um, Warren the last few weeks. Not doing anything with them. Like, well, last week, seven attempts, but 13 yards on that. Sure, he had the five catches that does help a lot, but it's just scary, but it's a guy you can't bench. He's a fine bye week guy. Because yep. I, I have been in a league now where I'm forced to start him uh, because of my bye week. So I'm like, all right, if he gives the eight points in the flex, um, I'm fine with that. But that's even yeah, he doesn't leave you dead in the days. water. But you're like you're completely touchdown dependent for a quote unquote good game. Yep. Um, another tough one to talk about: Brian Robinson, the Commanders. I'm a hold on him still. Um, I know he's been. He has that, that that one really big week in week two, like almost thirty points. That's kind of boosted his um, you know, he's RB eleven on the year. But again, like eight points, eight points the last two weeks each week. It's not k- killing you, but his touches are going down. His snap percentage is going down, and um, I don't know. I the Commanders don't don't look that bad with Sam Howell. He gets the Pats this week too. He might be able to you know turn it around and. Yeah, that's yeah. I I mean, the thing is, he hasn't had a game less than seven points, so I can live with that. You know, it's fairly consistent, even if it's not the most electrifying consistency. Um, simultaneously, Antonio Gibson isn't you know lighting up the stat sheet either, and Chris Rodriguez isn't you know breathing down his neck. And you know, I don't have a lot of uh guys who are pushing him for reps, so I'm gonna hold Brian Robinson. I don't think he's going to give you a lot of those 25 point games um, like the one we saw earlier in the season, but if he can hover around 10 consistently, I know what to expect from him. He's a decent flex play. And I don't think that you have a ton of value in trying to create a trade for somebody else around him. So I think you just hold them and see what happens. Hope, you know, hope for those occasional 12 to 14 point yeah. games. You call it a win. It's weird. Cause in like week seven, Rodriguez like led the team in attempts like oh crap is this like the turning of the guard and then he did nothing i I don't even touch the field last week but yeah zero percent snap share yeah i I just don't know what they're doing 
Yeah. All right. Hold for Brian Robinson. An- another tough one. Aaron Jones. I don't think yeah, you're, you're holding him like, at all, but you're yes. holding Aaron Jones on who he is, but not what he's done this year, which is kind of a tough spot to be. Uh, the, the entire Green Bay running room has looked pathetic. I mean, him and AJ Dillon have both just absolutely been useless. Now, you're still going to start him, but you got to just temper your expectations. He's a flex play. He's not an RB one or two anymore. Um, yeah, but you got to you have to hold him again. If he were out on your waiver wire, everybody would be spending the rest of the fab they have to pick him up. Yeah, and again, just same with Christian Watson and Jordan Love. Mm-hmm. If they turn around, which I think the team will, it, I mean, it all starts with with Love and the, the offense. But fifty one percent snap last week. He's he's building up his, his snaps, but he's still limited each week with that same ha- hamstring. Like it's not fully healed yet. So until that is, and usually it's not healed when you're playing on it, right? Um, so we might be we might see more of the same almost each week. Agreed. And Jameson Williams. Uh fold. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just fold. I'm done waiting on him. Um no, I actually like, I picked yeah. him up last week because Craig dropped him in one of our leagues in uh, Red Dog Redraft. Yeah. And I'm I'm dropping him this week. I'm like, uh, I'm just done. You know, if he pops big, cool, but I'm not holding him at all. Uh, he has a great schedule end of season, which is the problem. He goes Chargers, Bears, Packers, Saints kind of suck, but then Bears, Denver, Minnesota. Like that's not a bad stretch, but if he's not getting more than two targets a game on average, I don't have any value out of that, you know? Yeah, he is one good play for like fifty yards and touchdown week six. That's right. it. Like um, yeah, on I think he's in Laporta are the guys there. Yeah, eventually Gibbs. Now that we've seen him catch the ball like crazy. Right. And he's got a bobby coming up, so he's a hard guy to even hold on the bench. Right. Fold. Exactly. All right. Cur- uh, Curtis Samuel. I would fold him as well. Um, it seems like Howell's getting more comfortable in the offense and getting Terry McLaurin and John Dotson involved as he should, and they have less need for Curtis Samuel. He had a slow start to the season, then had, I think, three double-digit performances in a row, and then gave you four points, four points, and now is nursing an injury. I would just fold him. I can understand if you want to keep him on your bench. He's a good depth guy. Uh, but if there's somebody else out there that you think has more upside, I would definitely fold him and, and uh, you know, not think twice about it. Yeah, it's a fold for me as well. It, it was great to see Dawson get used last week. For sure. It's been a long time. Um, Roshan Johnson. He's a tough one. Um, I, like, I see a world where he comes back for, off his injury and takes over for Deontay Foreman. And then I see the game last week where that just doesn't happen. Now, we also have Khalil Herbert returning from IR, not this week, but probably next week. And I just don't know that Roshan's done anything to cement a role for himself. Um, that being said, the running back like landscape is so scarce right now. It might be hard to fold him, depending on who's out there. But uh, I think, for me, he is a fold. I just don't think he's done enough to carve out a role on this Bears team that is probably going to have to throw as they continue to chase from behind in most games. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to hold them for another week. Um first week back was last week, so he comes out week 9 plays, you know, 40 to 45% of snaps, gets a little more touches. Then we'll see, but again, like you got Herbert coming back and I don't think anyone here has done anything to threaten Herbert being the lead back. Well, when he's back, he's at 10 or week 10 or 11, I think. Um, 
but it's a team that does want to run the ball a lot, especially with fields hurt. So it could be two guys. And if Ronch, if Ronchin, Ronchi, Roshan, <laughs> um, you know, can kind of beat out Foreman, maybe when Herbert gets back, it's a split, but then you're still waiting to see that. So um, he's on the edge, but I'm going to hold him for one more week. Fair. That's fair enough. All right. And uh, he's tough ones. Jeff Wilson. Jeff Wilson. I'm going to fold, but I don't love it. Um, you know, we've seen his, his snap percentage increase week to week. The, you know, the last two weeks he's been back. He just had just shy of five points against New England. But he had five points against New England, um, a team that kind of sucks. What do you do, Basil? <laughs> yeah. Um, most of them too much, so much either. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I, I just mo- don't think he has the huge role in the offense that I had hoped that he would when he got back from his injury. I think it's going to be Mostert, and uh, um, and then A-Chan is going to be back. A-Shan, whatever his name is. He's going to be back anytime now. So um, I, I just see it being difficult for him to carve out a role. And, you know, I used to say maybe he'll get the goal line reps and he'll punch a ball in. The Dolphins aren't built like that. They don't do that. They run everything off center. They don't do anything up yeah. the middle. It's all misdirection stuff. So I don't know that Wilson fits as much as I'd like him to. Yeah, and Mostert's done a fine job in the red zone. There's no point to... Right, change what you're do, doing now. Yeah, he isn't easy fold. They play the Chiefs this week. You weren't you weren't starting him, and then they have a bye, and then week eleven they get back, and I think that's when Ashawn is back. So, yep. Um, yeah, it was a fine stash. I did it in a few leagues, but now I can be like, all right, I failed. Goodbye. For sure. <laughs> all right, uh, I'll start with my buy low because you can get into your uh, buy low and so high in the same kind of uh, segment. Uh, my buy low is T Higgins. This is also a guy you probably could have put on the hold fold, but I know with just the name, um, you probably can't fold him anyways. But besides week two, the 25 point week, it's not had a single game over 10 points. Last week was one of his best games of the whole season 9.4. Um, then you get zero, three, two, three, and then 25. Not what you want for a guy that's, you know, you can argue that he was ranked as a wide receiver overall nine to fourteen range, so a high end wide receiver two at at the worst, and he's given you, you know, a bench wide receiver ceiling right now. It's 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 yeah. it's uh, it's been abysmal. Um, they play Buffalo this week. That's that's not an easy task either. Um, but after that, yet yeah, you know. Houston, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Jacksonville, Indy, Minnesota, Pittsburgh, KC. Um, I know I said that fast, but um, I believe he is. They one of the easiest schedules um, going forward. I'm trying to think where they are. Um, yeah, uh, the sixth e- easiest schedule for wide receivers. Uh, Joe Burrow's looking better e- each week. I just think the talent is just too good to just say, oh, this is a loss year for T. Higgins. I think you can get him for pennies on the dollar right now. The T Higgins owner is pissed off. Um, I mean, you can probably trade like a Chuba Hubbard to an RB needy team for T Higgins. And I think that's a realistic thing that's happening now in fantasy. Yeah. I had a buddy of mine text me today. He had T Higgins and he said, I just got approached. Kid wants to give me James Cook for T Higgins. I was like, hammer that dude right now. And then I was like, who are your running backs? Turns out he needed running back help and he was set at wide receiver anyways. Oh, that was like, our league. Yeah, I was like, that's the Today. easiest trade of all time. Wait, <laughs> yep. was that in our league? 
No, it was in my Antoine League. Was that oh, Merchant like, Striker? No, it was a completely different. Oh yeah, hold on. Was it Striker? Yeah. Uh, I take... look at it. Yep, he has. Yeah, what you? He said, "Would you trade t- uh, Higgins for James Cook?" In my other league, I have Higgins. He said, "I have Cooper, Pittman, Lockett, Sutton, Higgins." My running backs are Henry Edwards, Brian Robinson, Hunt, and Pierce. I said, "Yep, hundred percent. Do that right now." Okay, yeah, so good. That's nice. Yeah. All right. I didn't even realize it was Straker. That's how. That's how many people come asking me for advice. <laughs> yeah, me. He, he didn't ask me. Well, I guess I'm in the same league. I would say, no, trade him to me. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> um. All right. So I'll get into my buy low then, and my sell high, which kind of go hand in hand together. My buy low is David Montgomery. My sell high is Jameer Gibbs. I think right now you can buy Montgomery for nothing. I mean, Jameer Gibbs has posted two back-to-back huge games. They are on a buy, and David Montgomery is still technically on IR. We're dealing with the rib cartilage injury. His value, despite his amazing start to the season, has never been lower. Everybody is riding the Jameer Gibbs train and kind of forgetting that this is an NFL franchise. And if they wanted to ride Jameer Gibbs, they would have done that from week one all through training camp. They would have decided that Jameer Gibbs was the lead back. They wouldn't have been caught off guard by the talent that we all knew Jameer Gibbs had. If we know it sitting at home on the couch, so does Dan Campbell and the entire Lions uh, coaching staff in front office. So I think it's important to remind yourself who is going to run the ball when David Montgomery is back at full health, and that is David Montgomery. If you can buy him right now, you're going to buy him at a, a humongous discount for a guy who could end up being a league winner. And then flip side, if you can sell Jameer Gibbs right now, you could sell him for somebody else who's going to end up being a league winner when Jameer Gibbs goes back to his RB, let's call it 1B slash RB2 role in this offense where he's taking change of pace, touches, he's a, and then working in the passing game. So while I think that Gibbs looks amazing, I just think that they're going to go back to what they were doing when they were winning games, you know, easily. And that was on the back of David Montgomery. So Pick up Montgomery, sell Gibbs, win your league. Boom. Nice and easy. Okay, okay. My sell high is DeAndre Hopkins. I just don't see a world where where he can have four targets a game, four receptions, and three of those being touchdowns. Um, Levis looked great, but you know his first game once teams you know pick up and watch his film, it's going to be a different story. We see it all the time when these guys come in and play their first game ever and, you know, succeed. Then they get figured out, and then they kind of just, you know, not shit the bed, but come back to reality. Um, D-Hop was almost a drop guy probably last week, the last couple weeks. You can sell him for as, you know, he's back. He's a wide receiver two in fantasy. Go for it. D-Hop or David Montgomery? Yeah. I think you get that done all day long. And I would be so happy to be on the David Montgomery acquisition side if that was the, uh, if that was a a real trade happening. So I think you're, I think you hit it nail on the head. I mean, I was a big Will Levis guy during the draft process last year. Then we saw him drop. And I said last week on the podcast, this guy's not going to just come in and fucking have a great game. That's wrong. But I don't think he's going to come in and have two great games. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So we'll see. Um, I mean, he made some nice throws. We got to give him that. And, yeah. you know, I did say he was the most quarterback ready prospect, but uh, just took him, you know, eight games to get there. Yeah. And I mean, like, Diop still could be f- fine for the rest of the year. I mean, better than what he could have been with 
Tannehill, but if, but if you can sell him for high, do it. If not, he might might be a fun flex play the rest of the way. And one of the big questions, and I, you know, I didn't even really toss it around, which I probably should have, is if Will Levis comes out and gives you another game like this, does Tannehill then just stay as the backup? He doesn't get healthy and come back to his starting role, and then at that point, you know, were the Titans potentially, or should the Titans have been shopping? Uh, Ryan Tannehill to a team like the Vikings, you know, that would have been an interesting uh, trade to, to, to pump through. So, um, you know, he's all, you, you know, how the NFL can finagle things post trade deadline and they can cut him and they pretty much just have a handshake agreement that he's going to go somewhere else. But like, it's an interesting, it's interesting to think about, you know, if, if Levis continues to play well, has Tannehill completely been usurped altogether? Very well could be the case. Yeah, and I think you've been kind of sitting here for even the last year and a half with Tannehill. Like, when is it time? Like, he's yeah. not he's not the future there. And with what Levis did now, I see just kind of see what the guy has. Yeah, because Tannehill I mean, w- and- wasn't doing anything for you. I think he had one touchdown to wide receiver yeah. all season. Levis had three or four last week. So, <laughs> and, and Rabel comes from that Belichick, uh, not coaching tree really because. Kind of, but not really. But it comes from that school of Belichick thought where if your guy looks like he's on the out, just get rid of him. You get rid of him early. Don't get hung up on him for too long. You'd rather be, you know, cut him a year earlier than a year late. Yep. All right. Stop playing with my emotions. Yeah. Stop playing with my emotions. I feel like I do the Patriots quite a bit, and I'm going to do the Patriots again here. (laughs) But specifically Kendrick Bourne, um, you know, a guy that was – the absolute bright spot of the Patriots team as a whole, a team without a lot of bright spots, and then goes out, has a great first drive or second drive with Mac Jones and scores a touchdown. Looks good. You know, dynamic as always, making run after catch, and currently ranked as the wide receiver 29 on the season, and then tears his ACL on a kind of freak play. And you want to talk about even taking it one step further, playing with my emotions, all the immediate reports came out and said he's going for an MRI on Monday. The team doesn't expect it uh, to be too serious. Very optimistic. They expect him back in you know a couple weeks off, short time, short time stint, right? Nope. Later that same day, we find out it's torn ACL. He's done for the season. And you know, let's not forget it's also week nine of the NFL season, and he's going to have probably a pretty close recovery to talking about being you know flirting with the beginning of training camp. So. Uh, I don't necessarily love that timeline. I don't love it for a guy whose number one attribute is his athleticism. Uh, I don't love it for a guy that's been the only you know feasible offensive weapon for the Patriots all year. And I don't love it for the rest of the outlook for the season. You know, with now Juju Smith Schuster has to somehow figure out how to play wide receiver Devontae again. Parker's gonna Devontae catch the Parker ball. has a, a scrambled brains as well and has to figure out how to catch the ball. Yep. Uh, Tyquan Thornton can't even get on the field. He's a healthy scratch. Second round pick, healthy scratch. Yeah, I'd say Demario uh, Douglas. Demario Douglas, yeah. best bet. Exactly, and, and I don't want to pin my hopes to Demario Douglas. No offense, I, I like the guy. I think he has potential, but that's a sucky way to live as an NFL franchise to pin your hopes to. I think an undrafted rookie free agent. So. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, born, it's not your fault. You didn't do it intentionally to spite me, but I feel like you did. And I'm pissed at you. Yeah. And my, um, full prediction of him leading the Patriots, uh, in receiving yards this year, was looking very great. 
could uh, still happen <laughs> realistically 406 but i mean he has more receptions and targets than he did in all of last season in just eight weeks not even I full saw that, eight weeks uh, either i saw like a meme that had puka nakua um has more receptions receiving yards and touchdowns than the entire patriots wide receiving uh room yeah so i still could win that bold all right yeah but he's a free agent next season so there goes any shot of him getting any decent money anyways because he probably is not ready when free agency even starts so tough break for the guy and he's going to be 29 starting next season so um yeah on the bright side though for the patriots fans that really locks him into one of those classic one year five million dollar deals from the past You would think. You would think. You, you know, you freaking hope so. <laughs> um, am I quit playing with my emotions? Trade deadline hype. Every year we get to it. We know it's going to happen, but we get excited. You know, oh, Derek Henry could be a Raven. Uh, KC could go out and get you know, Devontae, Judy, or Sutton. Um, Mike Evans could get moved. Josh T. Jacobs Higgins could get moved. T. Higgins is a big thing. Even born i think was a big one like that's a cheap trade for kc and he goes to kc and he's the best receiver there i think even born you know that sucked he got hurt because he could have gotten moved he looked great the last couple weeks pass could have got you know decent day three pick like um and then you even had guys that came out and said they wanted to be traded like jalen johnson and yeah he couldn't get moved. And he yeah. now he said, I'm not even going to negotiate a contract. So now you get nothing, Bears. Great job. Yeah. They, I don't know what they're doing. But besides Josh Dawes and Peoples Jones, uh, we didn't see much uh, for fantasy in the deadline. Just a couple of defensive guys get moved. Um, So <sighs> hopefully next year we get a big trade, but I, I don't count on it. Yeah, I feel like it's. it used to be the NFL was the best trade deadline. A lot of stuff would happen. A lot of people would move. And then it was probably like the NBA close behind and then like the MLB. But nobody really cares about baseball. Right. Now it's like probably the NBA is more exciting. I think we see, you know, bigger names moved more often. And then the NFL is probably trailing like a little bit behind them. Baseball still nobody cares about. And then hockey is becoming like maybe the most interesting because people always move with the hockey at the mm-hmm. NHL trade deadline. So I'm like a, a little bit disappointed that the NFL takes a backseat to anybody considering how many players there are, how many moves could be made and, and all the hype that goes into it, you know, and they, they'll run like Adam Schefter is taking time away from like the actual plays during Monday night football to go picture in picture and talk about a trade deadline where nobody fucking got traded. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It just drives me nuts. I think that's a that's a great uh, playing with my emotions pick. It's frustrating as shit, but we move on, and then we get the fantasy trade deadline, which is the best part, and it's still n- nothing happens. <laughs> fantasy trade deadline in like Dynasty though is maybe the best thing going. That's like a full couple days leading up to it, where we yeah. just absolutely because you know if you're in or out. If you're out, yeah. all right, you might as well trade for some picks or some young guys. Yeah, it's 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 a lot of fun. Which is nice that we do our mid-year meetings yeah, right, right around right the same there. time as the, <laughs> yeah. as the trade deadline. It's a cluster fight. I think two, two years ago, we opened it up again because we were all together. <laughs> yeah. One more week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was fun. Yeah. 
Um, all right, Dows, that's all I have. If you want to take us out and the fans. Yeah, TSF, Shelfies, baby. As always, we appreciate you listening. Uh, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Top Shelf FNTSY. Check out the website, topshelffantasy.com for our all of our new articles i will have that trade deadline review article out for you tomorrow uh as well as all the german food eats for your sunday celebrations uh as always hit us up with your start set questions on sunday on twitter and we'll get you all the answers that we possibly can appreciate you listening stay fluid stay loose top shelf fantasy stay fluid